What's up, everybody? Welcome to Recess, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Reed Burvick, and today we're going to be talking about the reality of losing relationships when we choose to heal. Let's get into it. All right, welcome in, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here, y'all. I really, really appreciate it. Today, we're going to start a little series called The Reality of Healing. And each week, we're going to look at a, a different topic that's true when we decide to move towards healing and move towards health. We are creatures of habit, and anytime we're going to stay on the exact same track that we've been on until we decide to change. And when we decide to change for the better, we are going to expect some some similar outcomes. Okay, so this week we are going to talk about if you choose to heal, you will lose people along the way. So let's look at that. Every single time we establish a relationship, we engage in spoken or unspoken expectations, roles and patterns. These roles, expectations and patterns create what's called a relational equilibrium. Now, a relational equilibrium is the baseline for any relationship and it maintains the typical way or ways the relationship goes. The norms of any relationship exists within this relational equilibrium. And like I said at the top of this episode, we're creatures of habit. We're going to continue this equilibrium until we decide we want something different. So, Because relational dynamics include at least two people, each person contributes to the equilibrium. When one person changes, this creates a ripple effect that tugs on the felt equilibrium. For example, if two dance partners have been engaging in the same dance for years, yet one suddenly changes their steps, it will be felt. If one partner is ready to change the dance, yet the other is not, tension may begin to form. So think about your family for a second. Think about your parents. Think about siblings. When we do certain things, other people react in certain ways. We all have these roles. We all have these uh, bends towards certain ways of behavior in relationship. That's what we mean when we say this dance, right? If one person is ready to change their steps, the other person is not going to know what that looks like. So tension is going to form. This can happen in healthy relationships or unhealthy relationships. If I'm in a relationship where it's mostly healthy and I decide, you know what, this other way of life is going to be a little bit better for me, that can still cause tension. That doesn't mean anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just hard to change. But if a relationship has shown unhealthy patterns in the past, like consistently, any change on your part is going to feel like a major disruption to those who are not able to change. If we move towards health while our friend or loved one doesn't, our shift in pattern could trigger insecurities, fear of loss, or other discomforts. These emotions can cause those we were in relationship with to withdraw from us or refuse to meet us in new ways. When people see us changing, that relationship equilibrium feels threatened. And if somebody who, who was once un- contributed to an unhealthy dynamic, right, 
if they feel threatened, if their identity was in that relationship and it's threatened to change, they may act out. They may act out. When the ones we loved the most act out by leaving us or by pushing against the boundaries we try to set, right? They don't honor our boundaries. We might feel disoriented. If we're trying to change and somebody's not changing with us or honoring the change in us, we're going to feel hurt. We're going to feel pain, confusion, sadness, anger. Within that difficult emotional reality, we are often at a loss for how to deal with this newness. I knew this relationship. This was a core relationship for me and now it's different. I can't go back. What do I do? How do I live now? What's the right way to go about this? So how do we react when people leave us? What's the best way to react when people leave us? So I have four things, four things to keep in mind on how to react when other people leave us when we're pursuing health. Okay. Number one is we have to grieve the loss. We have to grieve the loss. Any change, even good change, even when we're on the right path can contain loss, right? Out on social media right now, there's so many people saying, you know what? If they're not, if they're not with you, then fuck them. If they're not with you, then just leave them behind. They're toxic. Leave them. Go away from them. Fair. It's fair. But sometimes I wonder how much of that dynamic, the anger dynamic is actually a repression of deeper emotions. Even when we're moving in healthy directions, missing parts of what, of what we once had is a normal reality of the process of relational change. Even if your former friend was toxic, you could still miss them. You could still miss parts of your relationship and that's normal. It's natural. It's important to accept all of our feelings along the way and give ourselves the freedom to process them. Being able to release these emotions and grieve our old friendships, our relationships can benefit our ability to adapt to our new normal, right? Being able to grieve, cry when we need to cry, rage when we need to rage, scream when we need to scream, whatever it may be, can we grieve in a safe, healthy way? We do not want to repress those feelings of, of missing what we once had, okay? So grieving, that's number one. Number two is to externalize their choice. Okay, so a lot of the time we may move to internalize our friend's decision to leave. And we might think to ourselves, if I was just a little bit better, they would have accepted me. If I was just a better friend, if I just had this, if I just, if I just, then they would have accepted me. We internalize the shame of them leaving us. In reality, it's important to know that others' inability to change with us or accept our new self is due to their lack of capacity or desire, not our flaws. It is not your fault that somebody left you when you are choosing healing and healthy habits. They probably do not have the capacity. They don't have the self-awareness. They don't have the coping mechanisms to do it. That's not on you. We have to externalize their choice and realize that we are not responsible for our friends' reactions, their emotions, or their decisions. If we realize this, it can help us focus on our own path, not caretake them in the midst of change. You are your first responsibility, period. Externalizing their choice is important.
Okay. Number three, we have to realize that they made their choice. A lot of the time, rather than moving towards healthy boundaries, our fear of loss or fear of change in relationships may cause us to cling to a relationship that is no longer serving us. We are so afraid to leave that person behind because if we fail, quote unquote, fail in that relationship, what does that say about us? We're afraid of that shame, so we might cling to something too long. If we realize that our friend has made their choice to leave us, we can begin to stop chasing them because it's obvious that they wanted who we were, not who we were becoming. They liked the old us because it, it, it was easier for them. Or maybe they had control over the old us and we took back our control when we changed. And they can't handle that. Whatever it may be, they wanted who we were, not who we were becoming. We have to recognize that. They've decided not to change their part in the relationship equilibrium. We have to take this information in stride and find which boundaries are going to be beneficial for us moving forward. If it's total boundary, we do not talk to them anymore. It's great. That's fine. If we only see them in acquaintance light, that's fine. We have to decide which boundaries are beneficial for us, not which ways of our relating to them is going to be beneficial to them. They've made their choice. Believe their actions. Okay? So we got to realize they made their choice. Okay? Number four, lastly, we need to reaffirm ourselves in the midst of healing. I'm going to put that in you terms. You must reaffirm yourself in the midst of your healing journey. You've done a lot of great work. You've done a lot of great work. Anytime we change, it's going to be hard. Anytime we move towards health, it's going to be hard for ourselves and the relationships around us because change is difficult. Being able to affirm your steps towards health is important. It's important to esteem yourself and recognize how far you've come and how much better you are now. If we only focus on loss, it's so easy to slip into negative thought patterns. Being able to balance the grief and the grieving process and, and finding our positives and pointing out the gains that we find in change, this can help us move forward. This can help us move forward. You're worthy of celebration. You are worthy of celebration. You're doing great work. Esteem yourself. Affirm yourself. You've done a beautiful thing. Bottom line is this. Moving towards health can be one of the most difficult things we experience. And it can be long-term one of the most satisfying things we can experience. So, so much freedom in becoming who we truly are. When others don't recognize the work, and they choose to punish us relationally, we may enter this season of relational change of where people bounce on us or we set up boundaries, right? Relationships ebb and flow. They ebb and they flow. And even if something's true right now, even if we set up boundaries right now, it doesn't mean they always need to be permanent. It's possible that somebody you know who, who has left you or will not relate to you in the way you need can change down the line in three years. It's possible. It's not guaranteed. We may never talk to these people again. And that hurts. But it's possible that a boundary we set up now can change as somebody moves and change over time. Even if these boundaries are not necessarily always permanent, though they may be, we 
need to set up the boundaries now to protect ourselves and others, truly, from dishonoring our personhood. When I set up a boundary with my mother, I am not just doing it for me. I'm doing it so I do not put her in a position to hurt me because I want to maintain a part of that relationship. But if somebody is choosing to leave us, we need to do a boundary for us to make sure that we're not dishonoring our own personhood by clinging to something or somebody who doesn't want anything to do with the new us. So along the way, y'all, we have to grieve our losses as emotions comes. We cannot repress. We have to work through those emotions. We can't go over. We can't go under. We have to go through. At the same time, we have to um, affirm the positive changes we are moving towards. We have to have the balance of healthy emotional processing grief and, and looking to the positives, affirming ourselves for the good things we're doing and the good ways that we're moving forward. That balance is going to keep us moving in a healthy direction. So the realities of moving towards healing. Part one of the series, you're going to lose some people along the way. And we talked about today four ways that we can process that and go about it in the right way. Thanks y'all so much for listening to Recess. If you liked this podcast or have listened to others and you enjoyed it, I would just ask you to, to share it with somebody. Word of mouth is super important for me. And I would love to get this message out. Thank you for being you. You're doing better than you think. Happy Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.